Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi, Yasmin. How are you? I am doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good today. I am really excited to dive into this conversation with you. I am such a big fan of the work that you're doing. But before we get started, please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, first, I am a big fan too. So thank you so much for having me. Hi, Hey Girl listeners. My name is Yasmin Jamila, and I am the CEO and founder of Transparent Black Girl, which is one of the largest online wellness platforms created for and exclusively by Black women. I am so honored to be here today. So first of all, Transparent Black Girl is just a stunning reclamation of our power as Black women and the glory that we bring to this world. So I'm really interested to know like why you created this platform and what you've learned along the way when it comes to Black girlhood, Black womanhood, and leaning into transparency. Wow. Well, first, thank you so much. Honestly, I tell people all the time that Transparent Black Girl is the greatest thing that I've ever done by accident. And I say that because I never, you know, thought that honestly, there was anything creative about me. I wasn't into arts and crafts, just super creative, at least from what I thought from that lens. And I grew up uh, wanting to be an attorney. That was my focus. I went to undergrad and my degree was in jurisprudence. That's literally the study of law. And then I found myself in deep depression. My father was incarcerated, found myself in an abusive relationship and I had gained over a hundred pounds due to depression. And I started going to therapy and going to therapy, everything changed for me and I started writing. And I remembered how much I loved writing as a kid. And um, I was literally writing myself out of those experiences as I was going to therapy. I had a blog called Meant to Be As Mean, which is over almost over six years ago at this point where I talked about my experiences of going to therapy healing myself, walking away from an emotionally and mentally abusive relationship. And one of the words that people used to describe me was transparent. It was like, I felt like it was a Black woman's favorite word to describe me. And while I felt really honored by that, I was always raised to understand how important the power of community was, you know, growing up in the church and just having just in general, like with African-Americans, like we're just, you know, culture that community and family is, is you know, is, is everything. And so from there, I decided that I wanted to make a space where other Black women could feel inspired to be transparent. I didn't want it to just be about me. Uh, I felt like the blog was healing, but it was very self-serving, that it was just about me and my experiences and my life. And I wanted for other Black women to feel encouraged and for them to also see the other Black women online that were helping me to be transparent. Black women like Ashley Wright, Black women, you know, like Gabrielle Union and Tracy Ellis Ross and just women in general that I was following that I felt like weren't getting the shine that they should. And so from there, I created Transparent Black Girl, you know, almost five years later, here we are. Mm, that is so beautiful and magical. And magical, not in the whimsical sense, but just like being able to choose yourself, being able to 
stand up for not only yourself, but for your community by way of going to therapy, by way of starting this platform, you know, just by way of being free and autonomous in healing and growth in this new and I would even say like really aligned way, which so many of us need to see examples of because yes, in the Black community and family are everything, but transparency and vulnerability don't necessarily go hand in hand with that. And so I'm curious to know, like, what made you want to focus on being transparent and being vulnerable as a way of community building and also as a way to reclaim your healing and your growth? Well, honestly, I have always been uh, transparent and it was something that I, you know, often regretted when I was younger. I felt like there were times where I was an oversharer. And I was just just this person that was vulnerable. And the older that I've gotten, it took me a long time to realize that there was power in my transparency. Of course, it is important to be selective, but I realized that there was power in that and that it was okay to not be a mysterious woman, right? Like I wanted that for a long time. You know, like we see those girls that like have this mystique about them. And I always wanted to be like that. I wanted to be like those girls that like you didn't know much about where as me, like I'm an open book. I always have been. And I felt like it was important to not be ashamed of that and to own the fact that it was okay to be my full self. And now as a woman, you know, because when I started Transparent Black Girl, I was in my early twenties and, you know, now almost in my thirties, I've grown so much as a woman. And I, and I realized, you know, just how important it is to own your strengths and own even the things that you think are weaknesses. And like you said, transparency is not something that we are encouraging of in our community and vulnerability, right? There's this thing, especially within the church, this thing that we're taught of like how it is a celebration to not look like the things that you've been through. And, you know, I do think that it is a beautiful thing to, you know, to come out on the other side of pain, of trauma, of all the things that you've experienced and still, you know, be happy and to still have, you know, just have a glow about yourself. But I think that for me, it was important to be honest about the things that I was experiencing. And and I realized that my transparency was a part of my wellness journey. And that I think that for Black women specifically, when we have all of these conversations about how traumatized that we are, right, which is very true and very accurate for us as a people, I think that it was just important to lean into the fact that if we are this race that is traumatized, then we need to have as many healing methods as possible. And we need to let Black women know that it is okay to be exactly who they are and that that in itself is a form of wellness. Mm -hmm. I want to piggyback on that and talk a little bit about centering our joy and our healing because yes as black folks and black people we have been through hell and back our ancestors have been through more than we could even imagine our trauma is deeply rooted and embedded in ourselves however i do believe that we are also extremely capable of centering our joy and having joy run as deep through our bones as the trauma right and so it's like how do we find 
that balance of not ignoring our trauma, addressing it and healing through it rather, but then also deciding that I'm not just my trauma. Trauma is not my resting place. I am allowed to be in my joy. I am allowed to be in an easeful state of healing. So I'd love to know your thoughts on that, especially as this platform has grown and as you've grown into this different stage of your womanhood and and your healing. Absolutely. So joy is something that is so important to me. Again, when we have conversations about wellness with Transparent Black Girl, I like to focus on just the total experience for me and for our community of what it is to be a Black woman that is embarking on a wellness journey. So for us, wellness is many things. Yes, it is looking at the parts of yourself that need healing, but it's also laughing loudly. It's twerking with your girlfriends. You know, for me, because I'm really big on balance, it might be a little douce, you know, like it's many things, you know, and um, and, I, and I'm really adamant about that. That again, like you said, you know, even with trauma and childhood trauma and all the things, you know, my parents gave me so much more than trauma. And so I like to focus on, you know, even the beauty in my childhood, right? And all of the things that I hold close to me, but still feel good to me. Uh, One of the hugest parts of my wellness journey is swimming. And so that is something that my father taught me at a very young age. And so for me, I decided to make that a part of my weekly routine. So now I swim on a weekly basis. And so that is something that is inner child healing for me, but it's also fun. It, It gives me this feeling that I had when I was a kid of just constantly swimming and getting really excited and never wanting to leave the pool and always like asking for more time. Every time that I swim, I still have that same feeling again. And even if it's not swimming for someone in our community, for me, I'm extremely adamant, like you said, and finding joy and knowing that this experience of healing from or healing through trauma, it does not always have to be this heavy experience. Sometimes it's you know, dressing up. Like for me, when I was, you know, experiencing depression, I didn't get dressed. I didn't go outside. I didn't take many pictures. And so now for me, a part of that healing journey is being as extra as I can at any time. And just like allowing myself to, you know, wear clothes that make me feel good. Even if I feel like, well, maybe I'm doing too much. And then I have to like ask myself, like, well, doing too much for who, you know, like, and allowing myself to feel as good as I can, allowing myself to, you know, know that it's okay to take up space. And, you know, as someone who dealt with social anxiety for a long time, getting outside, meeting new people, like all of those things are, you know, for me, a part of my wellness journey. And I think that when we approach it like that, when we ask ourselves, what makes me feel happy? What are things that I want to learn to do more? You know, that can be a joyous part of your experience that doesn't have to feel you know, like you're just somewhere focusing on, okay, well, what do I need to heal from versus like, what makes me happy? What has transparent black girl taught you about sisterhood? And what are some of the resounding messages that you hear from your community about connectedness and friendship? Well, it's taught me that so many Black women have experienced similar things that I have, if not exactly the same, that I'm not alone. And that sisterhood, you really can find it, you know, anywhere. And I, you know, again, prior to Transparent Black Girl, I was dealing with social anxiety and depression. So I wasn't on social media for many years. So to go from you know, being this person that wasn't on social to now building a sisterhood in a community, it's been such an honor. You know, the women that have been a part of the community, 
knowing that they not only engage with the content, but they also, you know, send me wishes. You know, I've gotten so many people writing to me saying, you know, like we're praying prayers for whoever is behind this page and behind this community and that we're here for you as well. It's been such a beautiful thing. And I think that my transparency and the communication that I've had with the following has just championed me to understand how much, you know, support that I have and that it's okay for me to heal along with this healing space that I'm building. Because at first I thought I had to be perfect along the journey. I realized that no one is, and it really is okay to, you know, grow along with our community. And so once I own the power in that and knowing that healing is not linear and it's an ongoing journey, none of us ever get to this space where we're completely healed, you know, but I take power in that and knowing that again, the life is also just not about healing too, right? It's about connection. It's about togetherness and focusing on that versus feeling like I was this project that had to constantly be repaired. It liberated me so much to create even more freely and just send deep love to, to our community. If you were mentoring your younger self, what would you teach her? I would teach her patience. <laughs> I definitely would. I'd be like, girl, calm down. Uh, <laughs> but I would also teach her like deep love of herself. I really would. I am, you know, I definitely grew up in a, in a house full of love, but I would say that outside of my house, outside of, you know, my parents and my family, I had a lot of insecurities and I was always giving to other people. And I didn't really take the time to truly give and love to myself. So, so I would teach myself the importance of that patience and that self-love, because once you have that together with yourself, you know, you're not easily influenced to go out and just give to just anyone who doesn't, you know, have the same thoughts for you in return. You know, of course, it's, it's okay to be a giver. But I think there is a line that I wish I would have known at a younger age to preserve myself and not just be so giving, you know, to, to people. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.